0: Welcome to GRE Snacks, snackable episodes about the GRE exam and graduate school admissions. I'm Tyler, the founder of Achievable, and we have an affordable GRE course that includes everything you need to ace your GRE exam. A full textbook, tons of GRE questions backed by our memory-enhancing algorithm, and full-length practice exams. You can try it out for free at achievable.me, and if you like it, the Code Podcast gets you 10% off when you buy it. Now, if you have a question or topic you'd like to discuss in a future episode, you can also contact me at Tyler at with the subject line podcast topic. So let's get started. Today we've got Hilary Schubach on the line with us. And Hillary, I'd love if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and your company Shine Admissions. Yes, yeah, thanks so much
1: for having me. I'm Hilary Schubach. I'm based in Los Angeles, but work with uh, graduate school and business school candidates around the world, and help them achieve their their admissions goals. My background's in marketing, so I do take a marketing approach to a lot of the work that we do, and I'm excited to talk about personal branding today. It's a sweet spot for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I thought that this is a really interesting topic, because essentially, when you're putting together your grad school application, you are kind of... putting together a little bit of a sales pitch for why they should pick you. Right. But I think that a lot of people are just like, Oh, I got to make a resume and then I got to write some essays and there's probably more to it than that. Right. So, so really why should people care about like what their personal brand is when they're getting ready for this process? And, you know, how do you start this conversation with your clients?
1: Well. Wow. It is a really important part of the admissions process, especially if you are targeting a top school, because um, it's really not about proving that you're qualified to be there or as good as the other candidates. It's about showing how you're different and would add value, unique value, mm-hmm. versus people who might have some similar characteristics. So, you know, given that you're competing with the best of the best, you know, the best Students, the best professional performers, the most interesting entrepreneurs, you know, your profile can't just come down to high test scores or an impressive pedigree. So it's a great place to start your admissions process, honoring your personal brand.
0: Right. Well, and I guess for me, um, I mean, I, I'm in marketing, too, so I kind of know. But like for people that maybe don't have this background, where does your resume end and the personal brand begin? Like, what's the difference?
1: that's a great question. I like to think of the resume as the the starting point to conveying the foundation of your brand, really in that it's sharing the what, you know, what I did, what happened, you know, what I've done in the past and accomplished in the past. And your brand doesn't stop there. You know, your brand can very much continue into the future and what you're motivated to achieve long term the impact you want to make in this world what matters to you so you can absolutely and should absolutely reflect your brand on your resume but your brand should encompass a lot more than that
0: right yeah so then what are kind of the things that i guess which direction do you want to go first i kind of have two <laughs> two ways this could go Way number one is like, let's talk about like doing it, like the execution. And then way number two is like, well, let's think about like, what is the, what's the how or the why or the, what's, what what do you want your personal brand to say? So kind of what do you, what order do you want to do those two in?
1: Well, why don't we, since we're both marketers, I think you and I are both pretty comfortable with the concept of brand and personal brand. Mm -hmm. And I bet there are a lot of folks out here who come from a non-traditional background or may not even have any exposure to marketing or business. So maybe we can begin by giving them a sense of what a brand encompasses, um, You know what some of the goals are for your brand, you know, what it should mm-hmm. communicate and, and what some of the key components are. And then we can talk about how you get there and how you figure yours out. Perfect. So let's do it. So I, and um, yeah, I mean, feel free to, to riff with me on this because, you know, we both have a background in this but for me um just, just for some quick grounding I came from a career path that spanned a number of different aspects of marketing and branding and my first job ever was marketing human beings. I worked in sports marketing mm-hmm. and I had a career much like Jerry Maguire in many respects. So I marketed professional athletes and helped help figure out what their brand was and then we got them endorsement deals and all the fun stuff. Uh, then I went on after business school to consumer packaged goods like ragu pasta sauce and jello and working on brands like that the most traditional consumer products brands you, know, you really do apply a lot of the same frameworks and lessons to develop a brand for a person so it's it's fun for me now that i've built a career around branding humans and helping them market themselves for grad school so if i put if i pull out some of the best components of branding from the traditional brands and think about what's really applicable for human brand um mm-hmm. for starters I mean, before we even get to the components like just know that what you're trying to communicate what you're trying to get out of this certainly your authentic self which i know sounds hokey but really it has authentic you can't create a brand around what you think your schools want to hear we all can read the values on their websites and try to tell them back you know the same things we think they're looking for but it's really got to be authentic your stories have to have uh, passion around them, and, and that has to have some evidence from what you've done in the past. So think about authentic right. self, and then it's really about figuring out not just what you're known for, you know, what like what you've done, what you might be the best at, or what you might have strong opinions at, um, that strong opinions about, but it it also is meant to encompass your standout qualities and strengths, like you versus your peers, which is. By the way, a lot of what your recommenders are being asked to comment on. So how do you perform or stand out versus your peers in the same role? So, thinking about your own brand, it's like who are you and what do you stand for and what you know what are you known for? But how are you stronger? Where where are your perceived or actual strengths and what are you most passionate about? So, there's that. And then, I guess finally, I would say that your brand should really also communicate some sense of your higher purpose your true north if you will Mm -hmm. um so that it's not just about who you are today but where you're headed and what really matters the most to you and ultimately your graduate school degree will hopefully be a path to help you achieve that
0: right and it's kind of like i mean the way that i describe brand to people is essentially like what do people know you for when you're not around Mm -hmm. right like when you're not there to tell them, oh, we're, we do XYZ and it's just like two people talking who are not you. Um, and I think that m- analogy might work for this too, right? Like at the end of the day, when you're going to have your resume and letters and everything come up in front of a admissions committee. So at the bare minimum, you've got to have kind of a consistent story, especially when it comes to like what kind of impact you want to have with the degree um you don't want to be saying one thing in in one spot and doing another but then also i think um yeah like you said i mean it's it's all got to kind of tie together into like a single mission or that is a lot better than not doing that i also wanted to ask you kind of do you feel like this means that you have to do things outside of the application process that are going to be, like, what you would typically do in, like, a personal brand building exercise. And when I say that, I mean, like, you know, social media accounts or a personal website or, like, posting thought leadership blurbs on LinkedIn or whatever. Like, are those the kind of things? Because that's, if you were a company or you are an influencer or whatever, like, that's what would be something you would do to build your personal brand. Is that part of there's something you should consider as part of your application process and building up your kind of persona online, or is, is it more that you're trying to say that you just need to have like a cohesive story and brand within the normal application pieces?
1: That's such a good question because that really is a, a 2023 relevant, just in time question. You know, 10 years ago, we wouldn't have <laughs> even had this conversation, but you know, the truth, that it's certainly not a requirement to have uh, a strong social media presence if your life goal isn't to be an influencer, for example. But if it's on brand for you to have a strong social media presence, like if you're an influencer or the equivalent therein for applying to grad school, you know, if something you care the most about in this world involves your being present on social media or um, using your voice or your platform to achieve something then it would be move you to actually have taken some of those steps and built that footprint just to reinforce that your brand is authentic but you know we're speaking in hypotheticals for, because for so many people it's it's not important if they do or don't have a presence on twitter if you know they're really driven by you know, some aspect of finance and that's not really part of their work or what matters to them so i that's what i do think you're, Um, online footprint should be on brand for you. So I do a social media, a a social media audit for my clients. When I begin our work with them, I just want to see what the admissions committee will see. Should they choose for any reason to Google them or peek at Facebook? I mean, they don't have time to sit and look on Instagram and whatever for every applicant, but should they happen to stroll upon it when looking up some initiative you said you were part of? You're online presence isn't reflecting your candidacy in a positive light, like you're just, it's just full of partying pictures from college and doesn't, doesn't, you know, help your, um, your emotional intelligence case for being ready for the program. Then I'll have people go through and either hide or delete or make things private, um, some aspects of their profile. So it's it's good to know how you're perceived out there through all touch points in the world, but unless you're a future candidate, Like if you're applying in two years and you have a chance to build a social media presence that is related to your brand, hey, that that could be a great strategy like on Twitter, you know, thought leadership.
0: Right. Got it. Yeah. So then what are – so with these kind of pieces that we're talking about here, what are the core pieces, right? Is it sort Mm of essays and – um resume and application is there and maybe the letter of recommendation is there anything else and then let's talk about how to kind of get the personal brand flowing through all of those pieces
1: yeah i mean i think so There, there are two pieces What is is the the pieces of a brand like the components of a brand you know what's in it besides what it's just meant to communicate you know like what i like to use as a framework to think through your brand and then there is the execution of that strategy. Like now you've developed your brand and figured out your strategy and what you're trying to convey. You know, then it's how do you tell the world about that? And so uh, in the missions world, your 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 uh, platform is the various components of the application that you just listed. So that's how you tell the world about it. So um, we can go through that, and then maybe we dig into like what what is actually the brand, you know, the brand and how you should start to put it together as a framework. So just know that you've got in an application for just about every grad program, you're going to have your transcripts and your test scores and things like that. And there's some pretty hard not technical, you know, hard, hard numbers that are going to go along with it. But you do have a resume and that certainly should reflect your brand to be that it is relevant. The recommendations is a very coachable tactic that you can use to convey your brand. You can actually mm-hmm. help your recommenders understand what you're trying to communicate and um, share that with them with front essays. And then there are interviews that you are either invited to, to participate in. If it's a business school program, usually those are invite only. Um, other grad programs give you a guaranteed intervie- interview, but that is certainly a place as well. And even afterwards, sometimes you end up on a wait list. And then the journey's mm-hmm. not over, and you can absolutely convey your brand in your communications with the admissions committee during the time that you're on the wait list. So, Got it. those are the elements you could affect. And um, I think it's just worth um, adding this one other goal for this whole exercise, which is that uh, the whole purpose of a brand in general is to help a, a a buyer, ask for you by name, right? Like we want that person's service because we mm-hmm. know they stand for that expertise. And it's similarly trying to give the admissions committee a reason to advocate for you. So if Got you think it. about okay. it like that, it's like really um, helping them see why you would add value and uh, contribute something unique to the experiences of others in the program, even though they might have similar programs. That's the higher goal.
0: Right, that's really interesting. Yeah, so then let's talk about sort of the the what goes into um, the personal brand and like what are the things, the key things that it needs to communicate, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, in the branding world uh, of consumer products, there are some tried and true favorite things that will typically go into a brand for any product, um, and and even you know any company, any professional services company. If you go on their website. They very often will have, sitting right there, mission, our mission, vision, and value. Those are, mm-hmm. like if, you have, if your brand is drilled down to, you know, just a couple things, it's often mission driven and value, mission, vision, and values. So mission and vision to me are analogous to short and long-term goals. So I like to think of mission as like, what are we looking to accomplish right now, tomorrow? And it's like, you know, to go to business school and ultimately land this fantastic job at this type of firm, doing this type of role where you're getting this type of experience. And then the vision, the long-term, I like to think of it as like, if you've achieved the pinnacle of your career, maybe we're even looking back at your career from your retirement party, you know, where are you? What have you accomplished? What's that impact you've had on the world? So including your intended impact is a really meaningful part of mission and vision. In my opinion. So I always push people to think through, you know, what they're hoping to do, whether it's impacting an entire sector, or an organization, mm. or just one person, you know, what beyond yourself drives you toward these goals. So that's mission and vision. And then values is about like, what matters to you? What, what you would advocate right. for, you know, how you make decisions. So those are well, what I one think point.
0: Oh, I was going to say, I just think it's like, also, I really love that line you said from earlier where it's like, you've got to be thinking about how you're going to get an admissions person. So excited to have you there that they're going to fight for you. Right. Cause if you've got, you know, a committee of five people and they're all kind of like, I think they'd be fine. That's not really going to get you in. Right. (laughs) Like it's, Right, I mean, it might get you in if maybe that you that puts you in the top fifty percent, but you're not really making a case for yourself, right? So I I, I like I like using the mission vision framework for kind of structuring your own thoughts about both like what are you going to do and why. Yeah,
1: and and there's you know there's a little more to say on like what goes into a brand, but just right around that very point that you are bringing up, what I love is there was a time I worked with two people who were essentially sitting next to each other at work. And it was a reasonably small financial institution in the scheme of things. And they were both applying in the same round to a reasonably small business school <laughs> where, I mean, they they wouldn't theoretically have the room to absorb lots of candidates who bring similar things to the table, right? It's a smaller communities. So I was working with both of these gentlemen. I don't know if they knew that I was working with both of them um, as I was introduced to them separately, but I made it my business to come up with a brand for each of them that we really just leaned in heavily on. And we made sure that person X and person Y both had unique value-added contributions to bring to this Small school, mm-hmm. even though their work was like it, almost exactly the same, they were on the same team, so the same client projects. It was really an interesting challenge, and it was truly one of my career highlights that they both got I feel like this you're program. like A
0: B testing people
1: a 100%. I mean, we were it was fun to because a lot of it then came down to um some of the things in their personal background, so their career reason for being you know their higher purpose all that true north you know passion for what they want to do in the world and the impact they wanted to make was different but where they were coming from professionally was the same so Mm -hmm. not only do we really market them with regard to where they wanted to go in the future uh but also i looked deeply into their past you know whether one of them had an interesting cultural background and story to share um, one of them had more of a passion for like language and culture. One one was more of a math person. So even just how they added value to their own teams, tried to separate. And again, they didn't know this per se. I mean, I kept everything confidential, but in my mind, that's how I was working with them. And I could see how they each added value to their team and was, we were able to convince the business schools, uh, rightly so, that they would add value to the class. And I, I love that they both got in. So that's the that's the proof it right there that personal branding really can work to and does right.
0: work
1: to help you add value in this process
0: very cool well yeah so then um what else would you like to cover on the aspects of building your a personal brand for graduate well, school
1: yeah i mean beyond that um you know mission vision values are pretty popular topics to begin with personality is sort of a fun one we could Brand personality, you know, what are the attributes? What are your traits? You know, how do do people know you? How do they describe you? You know, all of that can be a part of it. But I really want to make sure that in the end, you get down to your own little mini version of a brand positioning statement. And if you've ever dug into marketing stuff, you'll always see a brand positioning. And it's really grounded in your points of differentiation. And then reasons to believe is what we say in the marketing world, but what are your, what's your point of differentiation and why should we believe that you have that? And the reasons to believe are stories that you'll tell in your essays or in your resume, or that's, it's proof beyond what you're saying, but the point of differentiation is really a way to think through, you know, how do I uh, differ from somebody that might on the surface perhaps seem similar to me? Where do I stand now versus my peers? Again, what am I known for? So thinking that through at the end of the exercise is a really important place to end up so that you could then sell that when you're crafting all of your components of your
0: application. Great. Yeah. I mean, I think that reasons to believe in particular is something that I've heard advice that I've heard given in a lot of different ways. Right. Because it's generally the idea of like show, don't tell, right? Like use examples, use stories. Don't just talk about what you're going to do. Like actually talk about what you've already done and how you demonstrated what you were going to do. Um, And I think like that's a really, I I really like that way of framing it reasons to believe. Because at the end of the day, you are convincing (laughs) these people that you're actually as good as you say you are on paper. Because I'm sure everybody says that they're fantastic on paper when they apply to these things.
1: When I first meet a new client, I give them a little homework assignment. And one of the questions I always ask is, how do you believe you're different from other candidates? What are your points of differentiation? Just before we even start work, I want to hear what they're thinking. And inevitably, things on there include how, what a hard worker they are, their integrity, you know, things that ultimately are fantastic qualities, but not necessarily very differentiated. So mm-hmm. I, it's hard to dig deep and get to the real elements that differentiate you from others. But once you pull in those reasons to believe, you can start getting some really creative stories uh, around what you know, who you are and what matters to you. Um, and there are some great exercises to do to help you get there, which I'm happy to share. Um,
0: yeah, I was going to say, I mean, um, if you are open to sharing one or two of those now, that'd be great.
1: Yes, sure. So one thing that I like to do as part of my branding exercise with somebody is a SWOT analysis. And anybody who's worked on any kind of a strategy project or been to business school has probably seen a SWOT analysis. SWOT stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So SWOT with an O. And for me, uh, strengths, it doesn't even have to be your strengths. I like to think of this as your ingredient list. Like if you were a consumer product and we were doing your brand and we did a SWOT analysis, like what are your ingredients? What is in your product? So sure, you've got a finance class or two in your background. Is it differentiated? No. But is it still part of your ingredients? 100%. So make sure that it gets a home in your story somewhere. So yes, everything you've done, everything you've experienced, something that you could raise your hand and make an interesting comment about or an informed perspective about. Those are part of your strengths or assets or ingredients. Um, weaknesses, is, as it sounds, things that you know and recognize that you need to strengthen to really be your best self and achieve your potential. Opportunities is the difference between opportunities and weaknesses. Is Opportunities are things that you're not necessarily you know, bad at or looking to improve, but you just haven't even had exposure to it yet. So it's the courses you want to take in school because your background is you know, very technical and now you're looking to get some of those softer skills or whatever it might be, whatever career transition you're looking to make. So opportunities is in a nutshell, all the things that you're looking to learn in your graduate program and perhaps in your first job and everything in between um, that will enable you to be your best self to achieve your goals. And then threats is, again, this is a a strategy framework. So it's, it's meant to compare you versus your competition in a sense. So it's like, if these are your strengths and this is what you're looking to improve and gain, what are your threats to achieving that goal? And for me, it's a great way to say it. who are you the most afraid of in the admissions process. Like, who is your ideal arch nemesis candidate that you're afraid is going to steal your spot? What do they have that you don't have or you you wish mm-hmm. you had? And then we, we dig into it and it's like, okay, yeah, you know, that candidate has, you know, somebody with extremely interesting entrepreneurial skills or uh, uh, international exposure that I haven't had, or stronger test scores, or a fancier pedigree, or whatever it might be that you're afraid of, but other people bringing to the table, and then ask yourself, what can I do about that, if anything, between now and the time I apply, and if the answer is nothing, then that's fine, how do you address it in your application? Is there a way to explain it, or uh, speak to it, or put that in your list of things? And to cover in the future. So, thinking your spot analysis is a great way to get a sense of where you stand and how mm-hmm. you've added value, the ownable contributions, made initiatives, things, ways you've innovated, and how you've maybe taken on more responsibility than others at your same level.
0: Well, and I think. Um... In particular, I think it helps you remember that you do have things that are special that other people don't have, right? Like when you're thinking about this hypothetical scary person, you know, I think it probably helps because there's gotta be something that, you know, you actually can flip around on your client and be like, no, I think, you know, in they might be better at X, but like you're, you know, better at this other thing and you could spin it this way. Right. So I think it's just it it's good for sussing out kind of how you wanna compete in the arena of like this application process.
1: Yes, it, it's such a great exercise. It's, uh, it's my favorite thing to include at the very end of this branding exercise and we, we end with threats and then we go back to points of differentiation and then we say, all right, we've now addressed threats. What can we do about it? Is this a real threat? Is the admissions getting into care? And then it's like, okay, let's remind ourselves where we're differentiated what you've got over that other person. I always call mine Bobby Business. You know, when I think about business school admissions, I was always afraid of Bobby Business. You know, unquote. And so my uh, my arch nemesis in that regard was had everything that I didn't have, and that, then I would make sure that I always had a response to. Well, what I probably had over Bobby Business that it was, it was even better, and right. yeah, it works and it builds confidence as you go into developing your essays.
0: Great. Anything else you want to cover on this topic before we wrap up?
1: No, I think it's just important to remember who your audience is. At the end, it's just you know you're not you can't tell them what you think they want to hear. It has to be authentic, but it's not a dating website, right? It's not like, hey, I'm me. Like me or not, I'll find somebody who wants me for me. You (laughs) you want to be authentic, but at the same time, it is a professional journey for many graduate students. And there and, um, there are certain values and things that the schools are looking for. So just certainly be aware of your audience and what they care most about and make sure that within the realm of authenticity, you are still being professionally, emotionally mature and reflecting yourself well for this amazing opportunity
0: that you're looking to secure with them. Right. Yeah, you don't want to tarnish your brand by doing silly things like that. <laughs> it's got to be it, it, basically, I don't know, For there's you talked about like dating apps or whatever for a second, which reminded me of just, um, there's a phrase from those days. This was, you know, years ago for me, eight years ago. Um, but it's basically your your profile is only as good as your worst picture. And it's kind of like that when it comes to business school applications, too, or or graduate school applications. It's like you you will be judged kind of on like the worst piece, whether it's your resume has some weird stuff in it or some typos or something like that, or your essay is a little off or even your letter of recommendations kind of fall flat. Um, so you've really got to like work hard to keep the bar up for everything. And that's part of the whole process too.
1: Yeah. You can submit a gorgeous application with everything perfected and then have a negative exchange with the person at the front desk when you go in for your interview. Um, you're unkind to the student ambassador or the you know, a little rude to the receptionist, and that's enough. take you out of contention so just recognize that every aspect of the application process is a touch point um, on which you may be judged and even in Mm an email where you're requesting more information you know, be mature about it it's not like hey tyler they're not your friend maybe one day after graduation they can be your friend but as long as you're a candidate and it's hi tyler or dear miss new york or whatever is appropriate but Mm-hmm. Uh, just recognize that you, you do need to present yourself for the role you want to play in the future and know that you are going to be an ambassador of their brand. So they have to feel mm-hmm. good about you being part of their family and their brand um, as you begin this journey.
0: Great. Thank you so much. This is Ben Giri Snacks, hosted by Tyler from Achievable with Hilary Schubach from Shine Admissions. And Achievable has a great online GRE course that you can try for free by going to achievable.me and be sure to use the code podcast to get 10% off if you like it.